Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, we are live. You tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This, my friends, is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course... You got it right, Clay Edwards. In the studio with me is my co-host, Mr. Sean Yurt Karan. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, man. How you doing? Man, I am good. I just ate a, I just partook in uh, one of, if not the best, sausage and biscuit I've ever had. Is that the, at the next door gas station? It is, man. Free plug to the Shell on Forty Nine in Flora. As good of a sausage and biscuit that you'll ever eat if you're ever out this way. I, me and the girlfriend had some. Had one from downtown Brandon that I did not even know existed oh. uh, over the weekend. Maybe it was Saturday morning or last Saturday morning or uh, anyway, I can't remember. But I stopped at the old shell right there on um right in front of the statue. Oh yeah, in downtown Brandon. Okay, uh, it's right there in front of the Ramies. Anyway, mm, if you're the down old, there, the shell that's been there forever. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, 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 a guy that we know his parents' old gas station. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Um. So it's got the little Caesars in it, man. Yeah. I, I guess they have the. The old man Rankin County Breakfast Club kind of stuff there mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings. Yep. I stumbled in and and uh, I was like, "Oh man, I smell sausage and biscuits." I, I, that's kind of my go to gas station anyway. In Brandon, they have they have sausage and biscuits. Their their biscuits isn't a croissant biscuit, but mm-hmm. man, it's it's almost as fluffy. Yeah, and I like a croissant biscuit. The, the kind of layered ones. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just really soft. And anyway. That one was really good. Flip a coin between which one's the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, tr- I try not to eat stuff like that, period. But every now and then. Oh, I mean, we all fall for it, man. You're in the gas station, that stuff. Especially that next door place when we get here so early. It's like mm-hmm. it's like I could get a, you know, I can get a Quest bar. I can get this. It's going to taste good. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're like, man, I'm not going to eat again till noon. Or, mm-hmm. I won't, or I won't get an opportunity to eat again till noon. So that'll put me awake for six plus hours right. without eating anything. You start getting a little hangry. Yeah. You know, around 11, it's like... I started, you know, I go to the gym at five or at Fonder Fitness, and I start going to the gas station across the street. They've read, you know, that one at the end of Lakeland used to be so terrible. Remember that? You know, the one that's at the last gas station at the end of Lakeland when it dead ends. Right there in Jackson. Right oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Across from Fondra Fitness and all that. Yeah, it's super nice now. They redid yeah. it. I don't know how long ago that was. And maybe a couple, maybe it's been a couple of years. God, I haven't been down there so long that I, I did know they were redoing it, but I haven't been down there since they did it. Yeah, it's man, it's really great. And they, uh, they've they got – so I make myself go in there and get like a protein bar. I'm like, I'm going to be healthy after I get done working out. I'm not getting a sausage biscuit. I'm going to get the protein bars. So that's what I did this yeah. morning. Be careful about them protein bars, man. They're going to be loaded with sugar. Sure. That's – yeah. And, they, of course, now they do the advertisements on them like we have you know, zero sugar or this and that. But don't 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 fall for the zero added sugar either. Right. Check yeah. the check those car, total carbs. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, they, I, I figured that out one day. I was like, 40 carbs. Yeah. Some 40 of them. Grams. Like the, was it the Met RX bars? Yeah. Those things have got like 200 carbs in one bar. And, yeah. I mean, I used to like those things a whole lot too, but I don't eat, I don't eat them anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was, coming from the guy that just ate a sausage and biscuit. You know, I, I do try to watch the carbs here and there. I like how you brought up the old man uh, breakfast club. I've always aspired to that one day. But well, they do it at this one, too. Do they do the, it? The, yeah, the, I see them the in there. Flora, the Flora Coffee Club do it here, and then they got the one out in Brandon. Like, one day. That's been that's such a Mississippi tradition, you know. It, it speak, we were talking about uh, we were talking about Jake Windham last night. Remember, and mm-hmm. his dad was actually uh, really good friends with my father. And uh, he was actually my dad's like one of my, his first friends when he moved to Mississippi. And he introduced him to all those things, these Mississippi traditions. traditions. One time, my dad came home and he said, "You know, uh, Dan took me to uh, this place called Waffle House." You know, <laughs> and he's I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "What's that? What's that like?" He's like, "I don't know. They eat this thing called grits." And uh, it was pretty good, though. <laughs> you just, like, never had ever heard of this before. And do, do you remember your first Waffle House visit? I don't, actually. I, I really, some, obviously in the 90s sometime. Uh, I mean, I remember being in there around 95 after the fair. Remember, we used to go to Midnight Madness at the fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody was had been drinking, of course, and we were all singing Let Her Cry <laughs> during the entire Waffle House. <laughs> so that's what I remember. So that, I remember that as one of my first Waffle Houses. You know, I don't ever remember going to one as a child. Like, I don't mm-hmm. remember my parents taking me to Waffle House. No, we went out to eat all the time. Right, you know, but I, I kind of more remember like IHOP. I remember um, going to the Green Derby, the Hill, but I don't ever remember going to Waffle House with my parents. Now, me and my dad have gone to Waffle House a bunch of times. He, he was my business partner in the nightclubs mm-hmm. for a long time. The the crazy eight out there in Byram, we had to pass the Waffle House to get home. Our cars just automatically turned into it. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's great. Who doesn't love a Waffle House? I hired their cook. Oh, did you? Yeah. I was like, you need to come work for me. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I love, love a good Waffle House, man. We can sit here and do a whole show of Waffle House stories. Oh, that's, that's true. Um, there's one actually right next to my office on Lakeland that's newer. I mean, it's been there for several years, but it's like, I call it the new Waffle House. It's so nice. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like right past. Has anybody been shot at that one? N- n- the, uh, the one ever. Oh, this is one on Lakeland. The one on Lakeland. It's actually on the Rankin side. It's on the Rankin. I'm yeah, on the yeah, Hind yeah. side, but just right off on the, right next to the river. But when you go across the bridge, there's this really nice one right there. Yeah, it's if you're like, going east, it's on the right. Mm-hmm, yeah. That one. No, I'm not talking about the one in Jackson. The uh, is there is the one on North Side still open? I don't even know if it Man, is. Man, it right. is. But that we did a show not so long ago about a shooting at it. They 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 found the one white crackhead to interview after the shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hilarious. We prosecuted so many cases out of that. One time, this guy uh, he robbed it. I don't forget that we, we actually took to trial. And his this girl that he went to high school with was the cashier. And you know, identified him. She's like, "Yeah, that's Billy." <laughs> you know, it was that good. Before we jump into all of it, man, let's read a few guns in your text. Um, I, I, these are the kind of texts I enjoy. Hey, speaking of which, if you want to text into the show with Sean and I, got any questions, anything like that, anything you want us to talk about, the guns and gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. And if you ever need to get in touch with me. Uh, no matter what time of the day it is, you can shoot me a text there or clay at com if you prefer email. Let's see here. Chad, my good buddy Chad, man. Me and Chad uh, met, I think, going to church together. But says, uh, my dad used to eat breakfast with Dan Wyndham at the Pearl Cafe every morning, nearly every morning. I guess that's my dad. They probably all know each other, man. Probably so. Wade says, and you can never forget dog and suds. Man, Wade. Dog and suds, I missed that whole thing. My my ex-wife always talked about dogs and suds, but I, I never got to experience. Now, I, I've got, I say I got some memorabilia. I've watched a ton about it. I got some old pictures of it. I think it's cool. I hear they had the best root beer 
ever, and you can still buy it at some grocery stores around the country. But there's one Dogs and Suds left. It's in like Kentucky or Ohio or something. Hmm. Dogs and Suds eventually turned into where Hudgies was in South Jackson. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, after the uh, candlestick tornado, it became a mm-hmm. uh, from, from a Dogs and Suds to a Hudgie. So I know my history on it. Huh? What we was actually, that in the '80s or something? Or the tornado was in like the late '60s, early '70s, okay, somewhere in there. Let's see here. Tony says. I'll leave his last name off. Uh, my wife won't eat Waffle House. I have to sneak around to eat it. He goes, Huddle House story real quick. In the late 90s, at, uh, we'll miss one drunk night at 3 p.m. I put $20 in the jukebox, played nonstop, mm-bop, doop-doop-doop-wop, and I was on everyone's hit list that night. <laughs> I bet so. <laughs> I remember that song. What's <laughs> up? Well, I had somebody on hold, but they, they hung up. Call her. Do you want to call back? 601-879-0002. Yeah, the problem with the Waffle Houses now, man, is that um, it, there ain't one in Jackson you could pay me to eat at. I, the only one, okay, the one High on Street, McDowell Road closed. Yeah, it's, the building's even finally torn down. Yeah, I now. saw that. If there's late. one on 18 by the Walmart. Okay. But uh, there's still yeah. not one you could pay me to eat at anymore. They're just all too dangerous. Let's take a call real mm-hmm. quick. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Good morning, Clay. This is Wade calling. Hey, Wade. What's up, brother? So you, you missed the dog and stuff thing? Yeah, well, when I say I missed it, it just... uh. My parents never went there, and by the time we moved over to that part of South Jackson, it was gone. Was it? Yeah, they had the, the most awesome bar uh, root beer you've ever had, and it comes and it came in a in a little small barrel, and they bring it to your table and set it on the table, and man, it would make head. You know what I mean? The, the root beer like you don't get now. You yeah. know, it was I, some of the best root beer. They had a best hot dog, and it's kind of like the ballpark or the the ones you get at the ballpark. There's a good documentary. On YouTube, you can go just type in dogs and suds. And it's like, yeah, there's a guy did a whole history of dogs and suds. He does like different uh, Americana kind of historical things, and he did one about dogs and suds. And you can still find their root beer in some grocery stores around the country. I don't think we have it here. I'll tell you what, that was the best root beer you could find, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you what was really good root beer, man. Po folks before the shooting and the burning down. That's about the time we yeah. moved to Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> had had barks. It was either barks or I want to say it was barks root beer on, on tap there. Mm-hmm. Man, it was so good. Hey, here's another great root beer. If you can find it, it's the it I, I bet you it rivals dogs and suds. Cause it's just that dang good. I can't imagine one being better. Abita makes a non alcoholic root, root beer. It's really good. Yeah. It is amazing. I, I mean it's like main veining sugar. But it, it is <laughs> it is worth it. If you're going to go out with the diabetes, that Abita root beer is the way to go. That's the way to go. Yep. Y'all have an awesome day. Thanks. Thanks, Wade. You too, brother. Clay, you ever notice root beer is one of those things where we all like it? I mean, I've met very few people that don't like root yep. beer, but it's not something that you regularly go get. It's not It's not like, you know, I drink, unfortunately, I drink Coke Zero like it's going out of style. Mm-hmm. But it's not something, I wouldn't go buy root beer every day. But I love root beer, and I'm going to go get some root beer. But it's uh, it's not something that everybody's like a regular daily drinker. Sure. No, look, I love soft drinks as much as the next person, but I quit drinking them a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, here's something I can cut out, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, did, I quit, but when I do, like if we'll go we'll go eat at a restaurant. Uh, we were at Krolakis a couple of weeks ago, a month ago, eating uh, some euros or whatever. And I splurged. They had root beer on tap, Barks. Oh, okay. So yeah, I, I think I drank about four cups of it. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, I, I, I'll, I'll do this today. You know? I mean, it's just one of those things that's so good. But you're right. It's so much sugar. I guess maybe that's why you don't daily drink it. Or Yeah. Okay. Candlestick Tornado was in was in 66. Thank oh. you. Uh, what Keith said, Ward's had awesome root beer, too. 
Uh, Reagan can, has been one of my favorite texters, but he's just made it on the on the poop list. He says, "I uh, hate root beer." Huh? I don't know. Somebody hates I can, it. I don't. I have trust issues now. Let's see here. Poe folks had IBC root beer. I, I was thinking it might not be Barks. I couldn't remember the other one. That's it. It was IBC. It was mm-hmm. really good. Just something about, especially if the the, the lines are chilled, mm-hmm. you know, in the machines and stuff. They you can a rest, restaurants tend to do a little better than gas stations. They'll chill the lines. They keep everything iced. If it comes out ice cold on top of some ice, especially if it's that crushed Sonic style oh, ice, that's right. <laughs> I was about to say dude, the same it's thing. Just, it's just even better, even better. And let's see here. Uh, Keith says uh, Wards has awesome root beer token. I think I got that. All right, let's do this. I'm going to jump to an early break. We'll come back, reset, and I want to get Sean's opinion on the Anthony Fox stuff. I got an email that I do have permission to read on air from Anthony Fox's attorney. So I'm going to read that, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy the show today. We're also going to get into the Chalkaway Water stuff. And did you know that if you're into fitness, you're a fall right nut job? Sean, time to have a little time in the mirror, but, but my friend. <laughs> you know, I mean, actually, I sent you that Bill Maher video, too, where he it talks was great. about this. It yeah, was great. It's time for this. your far right coming out party. Yeah, right. You can start celebrating January 6th with I me. I mean, fitness is, is political. I, I've never. <laughs> just... <laughs> All right, man. We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. All right. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM. W-Y-A-B. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Patina Hair Studio. Man, if you were looking for a haircut, a style, a cut, a color, any of those things, extensions. They can do the extensions too, ladies or guys. Teach their own. Uh, back in the hair metal days, I know guys that had extensions. Anyway, they can do it all there at Patina's right there in Ridgeland, Mississippi. You can schedule your appointment online or, hey, roll the dice. And uh, they do walk-ins, but I think if you're going to get trying to get a color or something more labor-intensive, you may want to schedule that in advance. But look, there's so much more than just a hair, hair studio. They do manicures, pedicures. Then I'm telling you all, those massage chairs are something to behold. They're not even massage chairs. They're, they're shampoo stations that are also massage chairs. Man, it just it's an experience, and go. I recommend you go experience it right there in Ridgeland. You can schedule online, patinahairstudio.com, or search them out on Facebook, Patina Hair Studio. All right, Sean York Karan in the studio with me this morning. Sean, some, appreciate you calling in yesterday. Sure. I just I, I couldn't wait to get your thoughts on it to, mm-hmm. to today. I thought it was just too important of a show. To uh, to try to you know to not cover it from all angles yesterday, so I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, you and Therese, you Therese have you guys have had this together since day one. I mean, you guys have been pushing this thing, following this thing, and and Therese, you know, I'll say one thing about her. I mean, she uh, we know each other from another thing that happened years ago with the former DA, and and uh, I mean, if she reports something, I believe it. I'll tell you that she's one of the most honest reporters I've ever met, and that's a hard thing to do in that business. It is, it is. I mean, she she stay she's been on this one since day one. It was weird because I brought it up yesterday. I was like, a lot of people in the independent media side were all kind of on this and calling it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, since the beginning, um, like I said, not a fan of Otha Kane, but Otha Kane is on this one. Kingfish, Therese, myself. And I mean, you've got got a bunch of different ideologies there. And and everybody's kind of looking at this saying, hold on, this ain't right. There's something yeah. something wrong here. I mean, Teresa's. You know, I've known her. I guess probably about eight nine years now. And anything she's worked on, 
related to whatever the issue is, especially regarding law enforcement. She's always been, you know, as completely honest as anybody I've ever met and, and really tried to really seek the truth. And I think that's what journalists are supposed to do. So. I see, uh, agreed. So Anthony Fox, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, former Jackson detective, Clinton police officer, uh, got, got found guilty of negligence manslaughter. Culpable. Culpable negligence manslaughter. Culpable negligence manslaughter. Uh, is in jail right now. They're appealing his case. Mm-hmm. The attorney general of the state released a briefing. Yeah, it's called an Appleese brief. And so, Appleese brief in response to the appellant, like the uh, the uh, Mr. Fox, represented by uh, Chuck Mullins, and Meredith Coxwell, filed what's called an appellant's brief to appeal the conviction from Hines County Circuit Court, and the state files a responsive brief. It's a Appleese brief to to defend the state's position at trial. And uh, that ha- this happens in every case that goes to trial and there's a conviction. All right. I'm pulling up an email here I want to read from his attorney, Meredith Coxwell. Yeah. Meredith and Chuck Mullins. Yeah. All right. Uh, and actually, we talked about it in nauseam yesterday, but again, it's important enough of a case that I want to I get some more information on it. So uh, one of the things – well, I'm just going to read the email. This is from – Anthony Foster's attorney, who uh, took it upon himself to, he, I guess he listened to the show yesterday and mm-hmm. sent us an email uh, wanting to make sure that we hit something. I do mm-hmm. have his permission to read this. Sure. All right. So it says, this is Meredith Buddy Coxwell, one of the attorneys for Mr. Fox. With all respect, a major point is being missed. Forget all the politics and look at the evidence. There was no evidence that Mr. Fox or any officer hit, kicked, punched, head slammed, or stomped Mr. Robinson. Two witnesses made that claim, but the medical evidence proved that did not happen. The state's own pathologist completely contradicted these two witnesses. Witness testimony must put forth facts that can be accepted as true. If all the medical evidence for doctors say a fact did not happen, then it cannot be true. If two other cases throughout my, I'm sorry, in two other cases throughout my 42-year career, when I was appearing before the appellate's court, the judge in oral arguments asked the state attorney general why they did not confess a factual issue if it was the right thing to do. One issue involved insufficiency of evidence. This happened five to seven years ago before Attorney General Fitch took office. So this is rare. In the past, the state attorney general have not had the nerve to admit error. The admission by the state attorney general and this brief is a breath of fresh air, Meredith Coxwell. Mm-hmm. I love the way into there. Yep. They did not have the nerve to admit error, and this is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I think uh, obviously the attorney general's office position usually on all cases where they're going to want to defend the state, no matter if there was an error or not. That what what was so interesting to me was talking to, and I'm not going to name him, but I think most people in the uh, blue committee know who he is and worked there for a long time as one of the somebody I consider an expert on uh, appellate law, and they uh, they said that you know. The state has con- the, being the attorney general's office. I'm calling the state. The state has confessed error in issues of law um, and uh, something like a jury instruction, an evidentiary issue. But as to the, what's called the sufficiency of the evidence, which is what they did here, they confessed error there. Uh, they he did not. He had never seen something that that they had ever done that before. And what sufficiency of evidence is is goes to what what the jury has ruled, what the, the trier of fact has found. Like was the evidence sufficient to convict? someone and so that's it's a very high standard to meet that 
as far as he knew, the person I talked to said that they never uh, they never seen the state confess that as being insufficient, and uh, so it was just that was a, this is a new thing in regards to that. It is interesting. I mean, if you're Anthony Fox's legal team and family and himself, you've got to be feeling really good right now. As far as I mean, because it was basically it was a hail mary that worked. I mean, it's it, you know it's huge. Obviously, I mean, there's no way to put it. It's it's amazing that the attorney general's office agreed um, agreed with the defendant. You know, that's not something that happens. I mean, that's not a. I mean, it apparently it's happened before in the past on different kinds of issues, but very rarely it's not something they say. You know, we were wrong. Like the state's wrong. That's what they're saying. I mean, and uh, and so that is definitely rare. Now, of course, I, I think I said this on air yesterday, but or when I called in. You know, we have to remember, though, that doesn't mean the Court of Appeals is going to automatically reverse the conviction. They can do whatever they want to do. They can um, they can affirm it if they want to. You know, I got to thinking on the way in this morning. I don't know why it didn't hit me yesterday, but sometimes things happen kind of fast. You don't process it all, mm-hmm. or you have a little more time afterwards to process it and think about this, that, and the other. You know, I know there's been a push from within certain circles to try to get Tate to either pardon or commute. Which sure. which one completely wipes the record clean? No, a pardon would a commu- commutation would be the commutation of the sentence. So I guess like what was he sentenced? Fifteen years commuted Wait. to that happened. I was talking about a reference Karen. to Karen Irby case yesterday, mm-hmm. and Haley Barber had commuted her sentence down. I think he commuted to like three years, something like that. He didn't pardon her, but I believe he commuted the sentence. So that's yeah. a commutation. So what they what, what what people want is a full pardon here, so he can work. Right, of course, yeah. So he's not a convicted felon anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because if you commute it, doesn't mean you're still a felon. So. Do you think this is just personal, just opinion here? Mm-hmm. I'm not, not going to hold you to this. Do you think that this, with the attorney general doing this briefing, that it could open up some uh, Tate Reeves to feel better about a pardon? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, the, yeah, I think, uh, let's say, let's play this scenario out. Let's say the Court of Appeals gets this now. Like, I mean, they, they're going to rule on it, obviously, and that they affirm the conviction. And at that point, the state of Mississippi has already made an argument the, uh, that this was the evidence was insufficient in this case. I think at that, I think it gives him the cover he needs at that point to issue a commutation or a pardon or something like that for sure. Yeah, I, and I, I bet I, he would do it. I would, I would think at that point he would do it. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, especially uh, going into an election season, mm-hmm. I think it would be a very good look for him. I mean, I hate to make somebody's freedom a political thing, mm-hmm. but if you were going to, and you know, you want to get conservatives back on your side after some questionable stuff with covid and this that and the other you know mm-hmm. that that would be a dang good way to get uh, i'm speaking for myself here to get me back in in your camp is you know show me that you, you don't want to see an officer mm-hmm. wrongfully convicted yeah i think you know he's obviously going to wait to see what the court does i, I would think he's going to do that i'm pretty sure that that's what i mean that's what he's going to do and um yeah, on, let, let it completely play out. Yeah, let it play out, and then if they, in the event that they affirm it, which if we're just talking, me and you talking, like not, you know, I'm not acting like a lawyer. I mean, like a sort of a lawyer, but you know, I just, it's hard for me to say to think like they're just going to say, okay, we're going to affirm it after the state said. I'm just being real talk, like yeah. that the state said we this was insufficient, and we're going to affirm it anyway. Now, I'm not saying that that they're not going to affirm it. They they could definitely do that. Yeah, but it just it, just thinking about it, like you would think that they would reverse it. I would hope they would do that. It feels like it paves the way for everybody to do it without, without feeling like they're going against the grain or feel like they're doing the wrong thing or 
Yeah, like know, if the state a killer on the streets or sure, right? Like if the attorney general's office had argued that the conviction was correct and they didn't confess anything, then it, it would have been a little bit different. But here, when the state's saying we're wrong, we're wrong, the, the evidence was not sufficient, then I think it gives the court of appeals any cover that they need. I and mean, they're elected too, obviously. And um, but if they do, in, in the event that they do actually affirm it. Which I hope they don't 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 do that, and um, I don't think they're going to do that. But if they did, then I think it gives Tate the cover he needs to actually issue a commutation or a pardon in that respect. But I think it's important to understand too, also that you know what the uh, state was talking about with insufficiency of the evidence was the you know was Fox being culpably negligent, and and of course my understanding of the whole case is pretty much what I read in their brief and I read a little bit of uh, Merritt and Chuck's brief, who, by the way, if you're going to get convicted or charged with a crime, those are the guys you want. I mean, I've known them for like 20 years. They are, they're the real deal, man. I mean, those guys, they know what they're doing. They, they love what they're doing. And, and I, you know, I just, uh, they, they're on top of everything they do. So, but, um, so there, there, it was good that Fox had them as appellate counsel. I mean, cause they're just terrific lawyers. But anyway, the, um, the, uh, it just seems by reading that brief, I don't know what what was culpably negligent. You know, what a jury could have thought that was – now, apparently there was two witnesses that said that they slammed – that he slammed Robinson down. But if you look – I think like Meredith was saying in his email, if you look at the medical testimony, there's nothing that indicated that that ever happened. Correct. So, I mean – there's a lot of times where witnesses. One of, one of the witnesses is somebody he had arrested before. Okay, oh, is that true? See, yeah, I, you guys that, and you guys know more about the case than I do. I did yeah, not know that yeah, it was well, someone that he already arrested. If my memory serves, one was a, one was a, was an addict, and one is somebody he's arrested before. Yeah, I mean, if the medical evidence is obviously contradicting that. It seems like it just I don't know what I mean. I guess the jury weighed their testimony more heavily than they did the medical testimony, which is surprising in my mind. It is. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, brother, how y'all doing today? Man, we're doing. Question for you, Mr. Attorney. Mm, sure. Can the Attorney General, and I know this is unprecedented, but can't, can't they go represent the state and recommend the charges be dropped? Or the conviction be thrown out? You cut out and at some point. That, hey, just completely repeat your question. You cut out. You cut out. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Can, can the AG's office send somebody to the court of appeals and ask this case to get thrown out? No, they can't do that. I mean, they they can't do that. They uh, it is the uh, in the purview of the district attorney to in his county to indict who he wants to to prosecute who he wants to. The uh, they can do what they just did. They can argue that the conviction was uh, inappropriate. Well, and man, insufficient. If, if the court of appeals does throw the case out, mm-hmm. what keeps the prosecutor from bringing it back up? Double jeopardy at that point. Because aren't there? In some states, something with prejudice, which means you can't bring charges back up. Well, I mean that's a constitutional requirement that you can't be charged, you know, tried twice for the same crime, unless it's a federal or state. Like you could be charged with possession of a convicted firearm on the state level and on the federal level because you're dealing with two separate sovereigns. I know that kind of principle is a little confusing, but like federal government is different than state governments. But in terms of a state charge, he's already been tried, convicted. If the court reverses it. Um, and renders it, by the way. They'd have to actually render it, and not if they're, they, um, which is, I think that's what they're asking for. What, what a render means is no, not another trial. They, a lot of times what the court will do, and I'll explain this, is they'll reverse it and remand it for another trial to fix the errors. 
So if they do that, then he could be tried again if they reverse and you know remand it for a new trial. But what they're asking for, it seems like the state is asking for, and I believe they wrote that in their brief, they want it to reverse and what's called render the case. means Basically means it's done. It's done at that point. So at that point, if they did that, he couldn't be tried again. I know you're an attorney. I know you're a prosecutor. What percentage of convictions get overturned in appeal? I wish I knew those stats, but not... It's not high. I mean, under 10%, 5%, somebody else that does this would know that statistic more than I. But not. it's not a high percentage. I didn't think so. I didn't think it's so. it's I, very low I, percentage. Have a great day, guys. Appreciate Thanks. it, brother. Uh-huh. All right, let's take a break real quick, come back. We've got some great questions on the Guns of Gear text line sure. for Sean about all this, some stuff I didn't think of. So we'll be right back here on The Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 FM, WYAB. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Everything on the everything on my piece of paper just kind of started spinning in circles. Not really. I'm not having a uh, moment. But look, Lakeland Glass and Tent, man, my good friend Jason, his team over there. If you need automotive window tent, they got you covered. If you need your home or business windows tinted, they got you covered. And look, man, as hot as it is outside, uh, invest into some good ceramic tinting on your windows, home, car, or business. Help keep them uh, utility bills down a little bit. Help keep it a little bit cooler inside wherever you're at, especially if your windows face the sun. It's hot outside. As you know, it actually felt great yesterday afternoon. I almost uh, went and sat on a patio somewhere and partook of some adult beverages, but... I was like, nah, we'll just hold off. We'll just hold off. We'll do it. We'll wait till the fall. It won't feel this good again until the fall. Anyway, Lakeland Glass and Tent, all of your windshield replacement needs, automotive glass replacement needs, window tinting needs, and, of course, they do vehicle wraps, and they're now doing ceramic coating and paint correction. So if you uh, your car has been through the drive through car wash one too many times, looking a little uh, looking a little dull, get it over there. Let them polish it out. Put your good ceramic coating on it. Get some protection from this Mississippi heat, from the sun. LakelandGlassIntent.com or uh, 601-946-1000. Lakeland Glass Intent, where quality matters. Sean, uh, you got an update on some numbers, didn't you? Yeah, that was a good question by the caller. I didn't uh, know those statistics on the top of my head, so I looked it up. Apparently, the uh, amount of uh, crim- federal criminal cases that are overturned is 6.9%. And in state court, that number is a little bit higher. It's about 15% when you average it out nationwide. Yeah, and 20% in California. 20% in California, <laughs> yeah, that's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man, a good question here, um, and I think this is a really relevant one, too, based on some mm-hmm. of the conversations I've had behind the scenes. Uh, would, the, would, the, would the victim's family's lawsuit be voided if – this is over if the appeal is overturned Ooh, that'd be a, a better question for a civil lawyer that's done more of that work i don't know i don't, I don't think so but I don't, I don't know the correct answer to that yeah. not i mean i think, I think it would obviously i think it would hurt their case I mean, but yeah. i don't know yeah that, that's a question for somebody that does that kind of work i don't i don't know 100 sure. i mean because my personal opinion is that's the only reason this whole thing's moved forward mm-hmm. is because their their attorneys ties to all this 
you know. Okay. Yeah. Is that the um, who who represents them on that? Uh, Dennis Sweet. Okay. Dennis Sweet does. Okay. Yeah. So and, uh, they are suing. Are they suing JP? I just I don't know anything about the suit. Yeah, you know, I'm not 100. percent I know that he's handling that family. So whoever it is, they're suing the Robinson family. The Robinson yeah. family. Yeah. So <clears throat> I believe that's the the crux of all this because based on even what that state AG says. I mean, common sense is telling me that it would hurt their case, but I don't know yeah. that from a I mean, civil sure, legal context. Yeah. If if you prove that the person you accused of if it's proven that they, if they prove that the person that was accused of this is innocent, which was the which was the cop who was working on behalf of JPD and the city, mm-hmm. and they're I guess they're self insured, so they would, I guess it would be JPD. Yeah, I mean, if I guess I mean, the city uh, of Jackson, and I'd have to look at whatever the civil lawsuit is. I assume it's some sort of uh, Eighth Amendment excessive force kind of situation. I'm guessing, and then. Um, this um, looking at this, it seems like this may not even rise the level of what's called simple negligence, let alone culpable negligence. So I don't know that. It, it, let me put this simply: I don't know that anything Fox did was even negligent, from what I'm reading. It doesn't yeah. seem like anything he did was out of the ordinary, for lack of a better word, a term. I mean, it just it doesn't seem like there's anything there that he did. He, from what I'm reading, you know, Clay, you and Therese know way more about this case than I do because y'all and you know, Greg, congrats to y'all for being on this again. But the um, from what I'm reading, it seems like he took him out of the car and he was resisting arrest. Am I correct about that? Mm-hmm. From what I'm reading, the, and then he ended up on the ground, not due to a body slam, but just during the actual arrest. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, correct. but it wasn't a slam to the ground. No, he fell. And he has a little. He has a little tiny abrasion. That part I read about the medical testimony. Now I don't know how that's different than the majority of arrests that happen when somebody's resisting arrest mm-hmm. or that that kind of situation. It seemed like he it seemed like he acted with a pretty fair duty of care like that, yeah. that's from what i'm reading at least and yeah. and then apparently the, the medical testimony backs that up that that's what that's what occurred so all right uh, agreed okay so unknown texture here do you think jody owens will file a brief to oppose what the ag filed i don't know that he, i've never seen that before i don't know that he maybe he can i don't know that he can do that i've, I've never seen that before yeah he could i mean i guess he could file I mean, I guess, he could, you know, there's something with Supreme Court case of what's called an amicus brief, which is a friend of the court brief where you argue a um, where you argue like you're somebody that's not a party to the case. But he's a state's a party. So the state's already taken this position. Yeah. So I don't know that he can. I've never seen that happen before. That answer your question. I've never seen that happen before. I'm sure he'll publicly just dispute. But I don't think he can file a brief based on what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not, I, I've, again, I've never seen that. I don't know the mechanism for the DA to file his own brief. And maybe it's happened before and somebody knows that more than that. But I've never – I personally have never seen that. And happen. you worked in that office. So yeah, you, I've you never saw Robert it. Smith file a brief on no, never. I never saw him do that. So, um, But, I mean, of course, we didn't – I don't know that we ever – this is so – novel that i don't know we never encountered a situation where the ag was against our position so we never we never dealt with that like it was never this is not something that just comes up normally where the ag was saying they need to reverse that case that you you know you tried and convicted the guy so i don't i mean i never never experienced that i'm if if you're again if you're not comfortable answering these because at the end of the day guys i'm not going to put sean in a terrible uncomfortable situation because of his career and this that and the other some of these questions and if he don't want to answer them i'm not going to hold his feet to the fire we all have things that we have biases and whatnot towards and things that we want to discuss and don't so that's not what we're here to do i'm just curious i mean this looks like negligent this is like negligence on the da's side if there's negligence anywhere it looks like taking this to trial was was negligent on their side do you start looking at disbarring folks at some point no i don't i mean again you know at the end of the day a jury convicted him i mean i'm not saying i don't agree with the jury's verdict sure but they did convict him you know i mean and uh, now 
there has been situations where you know prosecutors been overzealous. Like if you remember the Duke lacrosse case mm-hmm. with the, a Nifong, I think it was his name, and I believe he got disbarred. But I don't think they never went to trial. That was never actually concluded in a trial, as far as I remember. It's actually really good. Uh, ESPN thirty for thirty on it, that. It, it is fantastic really lies. I need is to go back called. and watch it again. Um, um, let me ask. I know in in the state we don't have like recall elections here in Mississippi. No. Uh, God knows, Chakwe would have been recalled. <laughs> yeah, like, during the, water, the water, during the, the trash, water, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who who can remove the DA? Is the governor or can the attorney general? Re- the attorney general. See, a lot of people think the attorney general is the DA's boss. They are not. Like, right. and I think a lot of the state uh, people in the state think we used to joke around about this. Like, people think that the AG is the, like a big DA. They're not. They're they're not. They're not yeah. a big DA. They're not the DA's boss. And um, so I don't. Well, the DA is elected. The DA is elected by the county that they're yeah. in, the, dis- the judicial district that they're in. Um, I guess they can be. I'd have to look at the constitution. They can be removed for, I'm sure, some sort of felony crime, something like yeah. that. I mean, it's but, incredibly difficult to remove an elected official. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, and, and you know, the AG can't sit there and tell the DA, you know, you got to do this. The DA has got their own jurisdiction. And again, you know, I do want to reiterate this point. I I do know a lot of people that work there. Like I respect all of them. They're all you know good public servants and uh, worked with a lot of people that work there still. So I don't. I don't look at this. I guess I look at this in a different way. I don't. I don't look like they're just deliberately trying to the people I know. You know, yeah. deliberately trying to get people. Do I think that Anthony Fox didn't do it? Yes, I, I do think that. For what I'm reading, obviously, how this occurred, I have no idea about that. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't want to speculate either. I got you. That's fair. You know. That's fair. All right. Uh, let's see here. We got it. So, several people have texted in to say that the. The criminal versus the civil I don't have anything to do with one another. And they keep referencing O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that. I understand that they could still move forward with the civil suit. But if but if I'm the person paying out the civil suit, which would be the city of Jackson, I assume, or their insurance provider, I would say, well, hold on. We just it, the, the whole case that 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 triggered this has been has been overturned, and they're showing that we were not, in fact, negligent. So why would we still pay? Yeah, I mean, uh, I know what they're obviously talking about, the preponderance of the evidence. There was a lot of uh, – that's a civil standard. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, – there's a lot of uh, – there was a lot of evidence OJ did it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were in the civil context, I think they could have found him guilty where they didn't find him guilty in the uh, criminal context because in the criminal, it's uh, beyond a reasonable doubt. Gotcha. And, um, and again, I'm not a civil lawyer, so you know you had to ask one of them. But that was that's the difference. So in the OJ civil case, they were presenting all the evidence in the criminal case that didn't reach beyond a reasonable doubt. The stuff that we all watched on TV and everybody around was like, he's really guilty, and mm-hmm. everybody still thinks he's guilty. I mean, he wrote a book said, "What if I did it?" Yeah. Like, let's remember that. And, and so I, mean, I think that probably applied to the civil case there, where he was, you know, found guilty of that, and then obviously he's been having to pay that for years or not pay it or whatever he's doing. That's a little bit different than Fox, who. The now, evidence doesn't, the evidence say doesn't that, yeah. show that he's guilty, right? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're they're not. We're not talking about apples and oranges. Here. Yeah, yeah. Or we are talking. Yeah, about right. We're talking. Yeah, we are talking about that. Yeah, yeah it's a little yeah. bit different. I mean, with OJ, who's I think we all pretty much agree at this point in time, yeah. thirty years later, that he's pretty guilty, and um, and the evidence kind of clearly showed that. But I, you know, Anthony Fox, it, it, he seems readily apparent to me that it does not. Yeah, oh, is it Cat Williams? Black folks, you celebrated too openly. <laughs> I mean, I remember that day. And, uh, I think I was in high school, and uh, and uh, it, it was everybody was everybody was. I remember everybody cheered. I don't know. I didn't look look at it race specific. It was just seemed like people were like, okay, somebody game the system kind of thing. We, we got we got to take our break. We'll be right back. 
about a minute before the top of the hour break. We ran over a couple segments there. So I just want to remind you guys, today, out there at the gathering, the special of the day, what is it, Wednesday, it's fried pork chop day. The gathering restaurant located at the corner of Highway 463 and Highway 22. That's what's for lunch. And hey, if you don't want fried pork chops, they got a full menu. They got salads. They've got fried chicken, Nashville, hot or regular. Can't go wrong either way. That's the gathering restaurant, the corner of Highway 463 and 22 in Madison County. When uh, Sean and I get back, man, we got a ton more of your texts I'd like to read. And uh, man, maybe we'll even take a take a trip back in the Wayback Machine. We'll talk a little bit, a little bit about the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Sean's got some interesting takes on that. I think y'all will be surprised by. We'll be right back after this. Again, to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends out of A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Go see Justin and his team today for all of your automotive repair needs. The only thing they don't work on is diesel engines. I think we've got another sponsor here on the station that works on diesel engines, so be listening for their ad. Um, but A1 Gear and Auto does everything else, and what they specialize in is the leader here locally for over 15 years is your ring and pinion, your gears. They got it in their name, gear and auto. So if you have any any issues with your rear ends, transfer cases, any of that stuff, got a roaring going on, you can't track it down, uh, got a little slack in your rear end, go see what's going on. Let A1 Gear and Auto check it out for you, diagnose it, and get you back on the road. Told the story a couple times here lately. I took my girlfriend's car over there, had a ball joint replaced on it. Man, they had us in and out and on the road. She took a road trip and uh, zero problems. And, man, the car is so much quieter now. It's, it's amazing, those little roaring noises that they accumulate over time. and They get a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. And you don't realize how bad they've gotten until somebody else gets in the car. It's like, why is it so loud in here? You're like, I don't know. I guess I didn't even notice it. Went and got it fixed. Uh, and uh, it was on the verge of locking up, breaking, or something or another. Anyway, got us taken care of, no issues, can't recommend them enough. Whether they were advertising here or not, I would still break bread with A1 Gear and Auto for all my automotive repair needs. And you can too. Go see them right there on 49 South in Florence. A proud supporter of the Clay Edwards Show. That's A1 Gear and Auto. If you're heading south on 49, as soon as you get through Richland, they're going to be on the right. It's a big white building, big white shop with a big red sign. You can't miss it. If you're familiar with where Gunter Road is, it's right before the Gunter Road new uh, red light they put there on 49 all right sean man uh let's clean up a few little texts here on the gunzinger text mm-hmm. line then i want to kind of shift gears some let's see here uh john asked will fox be able to sue and this is a big this is a big question i think the answer is yes it's just who is he able to sue? yeah I, that's that's again that's a that's a that's a civil question and i it's okay it's it's a difficult thing there i do know this Considering that the jury did find him guilty, it's that 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 knocks against him. Obviously, the um, now of course that's happened in other cases where where people have sued, you know, wrongfully convicted. A lot of times, though, I can't. I think Mississippi's got a statute that it, there's a case. Um, Kennedy Brewer, do you remember that? limits? Yeah, I think it's like half a million dollars, or something like that. There's mm-hmm. a case like Kennedy Brewer. It was that was out in um, Columbus, uh, Mississippi, and uh, Levon Brooks were wrongfully convicted. And they, but I believe the state just paid them out. I don't know if there was an actual lawsuit. I, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Um, there may have been a lawsuit, but I know the state has got some sort of statute where for the wrongfully convicted. I don't know if that's going to apply here. Mm-hmm. I think it's de- probably not going to apply here. Um, but um, that again, that's going to be up to his civil attorney. I'm sure who I'm sure he's going to consult in the event that the um, yeah. now if he's pardoned, I, that's not going to apply. 
But um, I think if the case is reversed and rendered, he there's there's something there that he could look at, and th- that would be a question for his civil lawyer. So. All right. Um, what else was the other question here? Sorry, my phone closed on me there. Let's see here. Sean, if, a, if an attorney gets disbarred, do they still have to pay that inactive fee? <laughs> Somebody knows me. I complain about this all the time. <laughs> so I'm actually active right now, and, uh, but I've been inactive for like six years. And you have to – the Mississippi Bar charges you a $50 fee to remain – to not practice law. Yeah. And I always get on Facebook and complain about this. And other lawyers I know around the country that have Mississippi licenses, and I know other states do this as well, yeah. complain about why are we paying you $50 a year to not practice law? <laughs> like, and, like, and if you don't, you get, I think you get suspended or something like that. And like, it's ridiculous that you know, I'm not practicing law. Why do I have to pay you 50 bucks? Are you, like, are you like massaging my license or are you like giving me in a bath? Or what are you doing that I have to give you $50 a year? And that, yeah, it's yeah, exactly the, the motion Clay just made, y'all. But I mean, like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, that, I feel like it's a cheap money grab like, by the bar like, to make us all. And there's like, so many uh, lawyer friends of mine that are inactive in Mississippi that we always get on my Facebook. We complain about this. like like this cheap thing they're doing to us. So. I, mean, like, I mean, like how many, how much could they possibly collect in this? I'm I mean, sure it's justify. a decent amount though, right? I don't know how many active lawyers there are on the, the, the yeah. members of the Missy bar at one point, but, but they, unless you pay the money, then you got, you get suspended. Well, I mean, how much is like, it a month to be active? I, th- I think the year, year yearly, I think it's like $375, but then you also have to take CLE. You go to yeah. classes and, and I don't want to go to the classes if I'm not practicing law. I mean, yeah. so I mean, like that. You have, then you, yeah, so you have to do that. You have, and uh, so most people just go inactive, so they don't have to do the CLE requirement, and they pay that fifty bucks that the bar just gets for free for you know taking our licenses to the spa. I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> it's insane. All right, man. I think that pretty much gets us <laughs> without without uh, kind of regurgitating some stuff. I appreciate everybody's text there. That kind of gets us caught up. Um, I do want to get into the chalkway water stuff. We'll do that in the next segment. Let's let's jump in the wayback machine. You and I stumbled upon a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. on accident, just talking about something completely random. And I, I yeah. mentioned Kyle Rittenhouse, and you said that you actually agreed with that verdict. And I, I was kind of surprised, but not really, as I get to know you here because you're a two A guy, and uh, you seem to be a, kind of a letter of the law guy, and right. you're, you're you're consistent. Now we don't agree on George Zimmerman, right? Yeah, we don't. Uh, it, it, but we do agree on on this one. Yeah. So what is it about that that makes you uh, – what did you see there that the media d- didn't want you to see? It seemed like they were just convinced that he was doing all these bad things and shouldn't have been there and had crossed state lines with a gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no – like you said, that's no different living in Meridian and crossing over to Alabama or yeah. Delta, Louisiana, and coming over to Vicksburg. It wasn't like he decided he was going to go halfway across the country to get into a riot. Yeah, I think what I said to you last night was – I think Kyle Rittenhouse is an idiot, right? And he did a stupid thing that kids do stupid things, a little mm-hmm. bit overly, with, you know, that he took this weapon. But just being stupid in that context doesn't make him guilty. And I didn't think his, I didn't think he did well, anything. Stupid, stupid isn't how, just inserting himself into. Yeah, I think the, he could have just, like, somebody should say, hey, why don't you stay at home? Yeah. Like, he didn't need to go over there with, what kind of rifle did he have? I can't an AR-15. AR-15. And I didn't think he needed to put himself in that situation. Yeah. That being said, that doesn't mean he's guilty of def- when he's defending himself. I mean, one guy, if I recall this, it's been a while since I read the story about it, but didn't he come after him with a skateboard and try to knock his head yeah, off? one of them hit him with a skateboard. And it, it, I, Either two guys got killed and one shot or one shot. I, th- I want to say two guys got killed, 
one got shot, but maybe it was one and one. Yeah, I can't remember. And one got his, I remember his arm got blown off. Yeah, and, and one was a convicted pedophile. Yeah, one was, was I think, a sex offender of some, some sort. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't see that. I thought that was the correct verdict, that he was not guilty. I mean, he's, it was not, I don't think he's like some hero for making the decision to show up there, but I also don't think he's guilty. And, and, and so. to, be, to, to be 100% fair as far as letter of the law, these guys' past transgressions are irrelevant to sure, if, yeah. they were, if they were murdered or killed in self-defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Rittenhouse didn't know what they had done when he mm-hmm. shot them. But uh, and he was, to me, he was acting in self-defense, and he, and he you know, acted properly. Whether he should have been there or not, I guess it was a different story, or that was smart for him to be there. But he had, he had a right to be there if he wanted to. It yeah. was a protest, whatever it was. And so, um, yeah, so though I know it probably shocked you that I said, yeah, I thought that was the correct verdict. I, I, would have, I would have voted not guilty. Now, where we disagree about George Zimmerman, my problem with Zimmerman is the other thing. I would have voted guilty and convicted the crap out of him. And the reason being that I had a problem with that case is because the police told you to stay in the car. You called them. They said, you're just this disgruntled guy that doesn't like your wife that's getting around and becoming a night watchman and just driving around. The police said, stay in your car, man. They're going to handle it. And you go out there and you're trying to be all vigilante. That I had a problem with. Yeah. Nobody really told Rittenhouse not to do, you know, and also... I mean, Rittenhouse was again. This guy was like, I'm after a skateboard, and he shot him, and I get all that. He was but, he was literally under attack. Yeah, I mean, so, but I would have voted guilty on Zimmerman for the fact that, like, just for the fact that the police said, "Stay in your car," and he didn't do that. You know, so that was my problem with that case. Oh, you know, that also the thing about Zimmerman is somehow or another, uh, this is where our media I felt like really turned on America, mm-hmm. or, or just to, uh, really wanted to divide America, and it was with Obama and everything else, but. It was somehow Zimmerman became a white guy, and this became a white versus black race issue. I'm like, hold on now. I don't speak for the essays. Mm-hmm. They don't speak for me. This was he like Peruvian or something? It, I can't it, remember. He wasn't white. Or like, I mean, well, his last name is Zimmerman. I'm assuming he's got some German in him somewhere, right? Well, you know, who knows what Mama was doing. Let's, <laughs> well, take, let's take a call real quick. Hey, hey you're on there. Uh, one of those guys was pointing a gun at Rittenhouse when he got shot. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Like I, I mean, he was he was gonna he was gonna kill him. Already said he was. Yep, that's hundred percent uh, true. And then on the uh, the Zimmerman deal, uh, the um, you know, I mean, maybe he did get out of his car, but I mean, somebody was beating his head against the sidewalk. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, I think that's why they found him not guilty, because of what you're saying, the, uh, yeah, he was on yeah. attack. I mean, I'm just saying what, what would have bothered me with the Zimmerman situation is the fact that he ins- he definitely inserted himself into following this kid or looking for the kid. And I felt like the police had already instructed him what that he shouldn't do that. And, t- and that's t- the issue I had with that whole thing. Tell me this, Sean. You said that they, they the way they handled from a prosecutorial standpoint, mm-hmm. they did something different than what you would have done, right? Like, well, you, did, I, you didn't like the way they... Presented the case, presented yeah. The case. I didn't. I didn't think they harped on that issue enough that the police had instructed him not to do that, and that you know when we were discussing self defense law. I mean, I've said this before in the past. If you're the initial aggressor, you can't then claim self defense if you're the initial aggressor. And I always thought Zimmerman put himself in the position whether whether Trayvon Martin attacked him first or not because he was. If someone's let me put it this way, if someone's following me in the middle of the night and I don't know why they're following me, I might jump on them too. 
And that's what bothered me. Like that situation would never have occurred had he not inserted him and followed him around. Yeah, and you're, you're sure you're saying if in Trayvon Martin's position, yeah. if he's being he was being followed in his mind, mm-hmm. and if somebody jumps on you, yeah, I got you. I that's got you. that's the problem I had with that case where what, what Zimmerman's actions were. That is to be different than what Rittenhouse what happened with Rittenhouse, where these guys just come up and start attacking him. And what else he's going to do? Yeah, he's going to shoot him. And I totally yeah. get that. And that's why he was there was a correct verdict in that case. Cool. Hey, yeah. great call, man. Thank you. Hey man, how's uh-huh. it? You too. Yeah, that that is an interesting. I, again, I, I would have to go back and watch the Zimmerman stuff again. Mm-hmm. It's just been it's been distance. a long time. Yeah, it, it has. I, I don't want to. I don't want to just be like adamantly. Well, I still feel this way about it, or maybe I'll change my mind. I want to go back and watch it all again with a different from a, through a different lens mm-hmm. that I and now where I like to be more observant. I will say this: I watched a a gun guy video uh, on the Rittenhouse stuff, and they were just breaking down his his trigger control. And just finger control and all that, and just how good of a shot he was. Like, yeah, I saw did, something like that one. Point. What mm-hmm. he did was insanely diff- the level mm-hmm. of difficulty to do that without shooting anybody else, and to actually get the shot off, yeah. falling backwards while he's doing it. Oh, yeah, that I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, we have, I forgot we talked about this last night too. The other thing that bothered me about Rittenhouse was how he really did get defamed by a lot of people mm-hmm. in that where I mean calling him this you know racist killer and I mean all this stuff and things that they said about him mass and like, shooter yeah and I mean they just were untrue I mean yeah. just that, that that bothered me about that case too and that actual you know could have prejudiced the jury too before the trial and that just uh, there was a whole many issues to me that that bothered me about that one this was just an this was just a pure self-defense kind of situation well and with in in the written house thing too that the media just kept saying BLM protesters, BLM protesters, insinuating, obviously, Black Lives Matter, you would think, or black folks. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. They tried all they could to make it a race issue. They did. They did. Sure. And rarely, rarely did the uh, mainstream media show the pictures of the guys that he killed. Yeah, you had to look it up. I think they were, uh, I think for certain that they were creating a narrative. Because I remember several of my friends, you know, that called me up. They're like, this was like a loss for the you know the left and i'm like how is this a, this this is just a not guilty verdict that you know in a, in a self-defense situation this is not what's political about this i mean yeah. that's what just i mean it's political i get because the protest but the thing yeah. is you know it just i don't know why everybody had to immediately like okay i'm because i'm republican i'm on rittenhouse's side or i'm a liberal i'm on you know the guys that got shot uh, t- to me i'm just looking at what the evidence is and the evidence to me was clear that he just didn't do it all right I mean, he was not guilty. I mean, he'd shoot him, but you know what I mean. We got to we got to take a break, but I want to mention a little tease for folks. I'm gonna throw, throw something out at you. We can talk about it when we come back. Mm-hmm. Um, this was really the setup too for why are the left so adamantly defending pedophiles? I mean, th- th- that was kind of how this was portrayed, mm-hmm. and then you have this uh, this big push right now where they're they're all hating on the Sound of Freedom movie that's about human trafficking and. All of this stuff. I it, do have some interesting takes on this human trafficking thing, though. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't mind discussing that. I, I do too. And, 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 and we've talked about this. Yeah. yeah, you no, have. Yeah, no, uh, some of it is blown out of proportion. Absolutely right. right. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's a cover for bad decisions. Obviously, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. obviously that's not everybody. No, it's not. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But they've turned it into this, like where you know. The lady on the street corner is being trafficked. You're a you, prostitute. Yeah, I mean, you're, not, you're not being trafficked. And you're, this is these are again private discussions I've had with people that are prosecutors and stuff. And it's gotten to a point of ridiculousness where, like, yeah. if somebody, okay, that's Sally who's hooking, man. I yeah, mean, that's I, I, not I, some I've, lady that's being, you know. I've had conversation with law enforcement. Yeah. You know, all fair about it too. Same thing. Let's take a break. Come yeah. back and talk about it. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan.
All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkron here live on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, man, be sure to join our Facebook group. Just go search Clay Edwards Show. Sean and I are all up in there. Uh, a lot of, we, almost 800 members now. I hadn't been pushing it as much the last few days, but get in there. Uh, all your memes are welcome. You know, uh, obviously uh, no pornography or anything like that. We try to keep it political and fun and go back and forth. Uh, with a lot of like-minded and and non-like-minded, but people who have sense of humor, you know that, that, that's what I'm looking for. If you got a sense of humor and you like a good meme and you can go back and forth without turning into a custom match, go join that Facebook group. You will enjoy it. I promise. The um, memes are great. Huh? The memes are great. The memes group. are a one. <laughs> They're really it's a it's a, we should just create like a meme library portion of the group where you can I, save them all and just keep them I one agree. folder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, look, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends out at. Uh, Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center in Crystal Springs. If you're looking for a vehicle, ten to twenty thousand dollars, yeah, you're in a cash bind. You you know don't want to go spend thirty forty thousand dollars on a vehicle. Can't. Um, and you also you may notice that it's hard to get ten thousand dollar vehicles financed because typically of the year, the mileage, all of that stuff. Let them help you out there. They can take care of that. Uh, good credit, bad credit, no credit. Uh, they get you covered. They ain't in house financing, but they've got a couple of lenders that are very friendly and can help you out. Now, hey, here's also what they do. They buy your, they'll, uh, well, they'll buy your cars, but you can also donate your car to Mercy House Teen Challenge. You got something in the driveway running or not, you feel it in your heart, you want to sow into a, sow into a, uh, a ministry. This is a great one. I, I stole that line from Kim Wade. I want to make sure I give him credit. Sowing into a ministry. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is a great one to do it. If you got a title, they'll come, they'll tow it off. You ain't got to mess with it. And you can get the tax write-off for either the amount that it's worth on the spot, or you can wait until they sell it and get the tax write-off for the amount they sell it for, which is obviously could be more money. So consider that. You can shop them online, mercyhouseautocenter.com. And the great thing is it's a 501c3 that supports their drug rehabilitation center, uh, Mercy House Teen Challenge, down in Georgetown, Mississippi. And uh, they're helping put fathers back in homes. Uh get drug and you know, a beat addiction, just all the good things in the Bible. They're, they're, they're helping do it down there at Mercy House Teen Challenge. Matt Milliman and his crew down there doing God's work. And uh, let's support them any way we can. That's mercyhouseautocenter.com. And, hey, you can also, I mean, just, just talking about Mercy House Teen Challenge, you can go to the website there and uh, you can donate. Uh, you can set up for recurring donations, $10 a month, $20 a month, cancel one of those streaming services you're not watching, move that money over there to help those guys out. Uh I, I've seen it firsthand, the work they do down there, and it's something else. All right, Sean, uh, let's talk about uh, – we kind of set it up. Let's talk about the sex traffic and stuff. Now, there's a movie out right now that's uh, supposed to be really good. It shines a light on a lot of this uh, child sex trafficking stuff. And we, we agree 100% that uh, if, you were, if you were partaking or anybody that's partaking in the evil of trafficking children – uh, burn you at the stake right you know, I, mean, I mean i think we're all like yeah, yeah that's yeah we can skip the trial yeah yeah right. <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean that's absolutely uh i mean just no ifs ands or buts about it so I, but it is interesting seeing the the, the left-wing media come out and try to accuse this movie of being a QAnon affiliate and just all these things to disparage it like so are you are you pro child sex trafficking or trying to figure this out mm-hmm. why would you disparage a movie that is it's just saying, hey, we got a problem here. Yeah, I mean, um, 
do you think it goes into what we were talking about at the break and what we talked about last night many times in the past that that we're just kind of losing what the definition of what human trafficking is or that's become a it's become like a blanket thing for like we said before yeah. like for hooking and for whatever all right so let's let's, just, let's have two let's, let's, let's two different things here because i want to make sure i don't want people maybe to, the left's taken up for real hookers yeah like that's what i, I mean that's what yeah, it is I this, don't know. this this particular movie is legitimately about child children sex trafficking okay child, yeah. and, and the whatnot. stuff that we're all against right? something we're all against yeah. so that's why i just have a hard time understanding why the media is trying to uh, shame this movie. Tell people not to go see it because it's QAnon affiliate. I mean, I didn't know not wanting kids to get trafficked was a QAnon thing. I'm not a QAnon guy. I think QAnon was a bunch of crackpots. Yeah, that thought <laughs> Trump was Q, Q was Trump, all, all, all that stuff. Didn't I they mean, have a, did you watch the documentary on, I on did. HBO? It, it was really good. Really yeah. well done. Um, you know, I, I was never into the QAnon thing personally. I don't like riddles and quizzes. And, did that guy make any money off of that? I bet he did. Uh, the QAnon guy? Yeah, the QAnon guy. You know, he, he lives out in the woods somewhere in Bangladesh or something now doing AMSR videos. And does, I mean, he made, but he had to make some money, I would think, right? Yeah, this is a pretty good, I mean, because you know you had like a click this link and donate to me, Q. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sure people had sure, to. Sure, sure. I, I would have. Uh, me too. I mean, if I'm going to convince all these people of this conspiracy, I'm going to make yeah, some cash I'm going to make some that. money on <laughs> yeah, this, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, if he didn't, he's an idiot. He's way too smart to put all that together to have not figured out a way to monetize it. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right, we're all going to try to make some money. And I think yeah. that he must have made some made some money because he convinced a lot of people about this and really got them into it. Like in that documentary, there was mm – -hmm. and there was interesting into types the, of Into the Storm. Yeah, the Into the Storm. Into the Storm. It's, on, the, it's on HBO uh, Max or whatever they call their mm -hmm. streaming platform. And interesting types of people, too. It wasn't just like everybody thinks it's all far-right people. There were, like, couples they were interviewing, like, we voted for Obama twice, and, yeah. you know, we, they got into it. I mean, it was, you know, just interesting kind of different types of people that were it's, into it. I don't mean this as an insult. I want to make sure I say that. But there's a lot of people who really like quizzes and stuff like that, and, like, escape rooms mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And the way they would do these riddles and this, that, and the other, yeah. a lot of people found that wildly interesting. I just think some people got way sucked into it. I think it's what, the same reason why people are so into conspiracy theories. Like, they love that stuff. They just – everything ends up being – and this is not a – just the right thing. This is a left thing too. Like they, they just love yeah. consp conspiracy. Just we call love that, it. We call that blue and on. Blue and on. Okay, right. blue and on. I mean, they just love. Like people just generally, I've always found that love it. Let me goes back to anything like uh, the movie you like Oliver Stone, like I do. Like the movie JFK. Like people mm -hmm. love the JFK conspiracy. Just obsessed with it, you know. And and I think there's just so many things like that. Now our society has become just a conspiracy-driven society on every side where everybody's like, oh, it was a conspiracy. You know, that's. You know, it is interesting with RFK running, seeing how much they're openly talking about his, his dad's assassination mm -hmm. and about his uncle's assassination. And way more people are coming out in weird places talking about it was, in fact, the CIA that, that, that killed him. It's a very interesting stuff, that how open this is being discussed by mainstream outlets and stuff now. Yeah, I mean, that you're right. That Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit this. I fall for the uh, JFK. I love the JFK conspiracy stuff. Like, sure. I'm so into it. I always have been since I was a kid. And the um, Jim Garrison, the, the main central Kevin Costner's character in the movie, mm -hmm. wrote a book called On the Trail of the Assassins. Now, he was generally discredited, right? They said Garrison was, you know, crazy and all this stuff. But a lot of the stuff you know, that's in there is, is very fascinating. And, and that's the, his whole kind of central theme is that the CIA – was involved in this and they're the only ones that could have actually pulled it off which is pretty interesting when you look at things like the 
the magic bullet theory. Like, how did that that shot go off that they said this is what killed Kennedy? And like, you're like, no way could a bullet have done that. Or why they didn't shoot him coming in towards the book depository and waited till there was a triangulation of fire. I mean, there's so many things to it that are just yeah, fascinating. We'll, we'll have to. We could do a JFK conspiracy show. Uh, uh, we could do a conspiracy show. So let, let's jump backwards yeah. here a little bit back to the. Uh, this the shot the sex trafficking stuff. Okay, we we agree that child sex traffickers put a bullet in the head, move on. But generally speaking, this whole catch all now, this yeah. wide net they're throwing out for what they're calling sex trafficking or human trafficking or this, that and the other, or people leaving strings on door handles in the Walmart parking lots means you're about to get trafficked. Yeah. I have confirmed with, with law enforcement that this is not uh, a thing. These are internet conspiracies. I have too. With my prosecutors all over the state that like, what what is going on here with yeah, this? Yeah, it's know? just crazy stuff. But here's the thing. There's a lot of people who are just straight up prostitutes yep. who, who got who got who got banged up on dope and are out there selling themselves, and they're calling this human trafficking. Yep. Like, no, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't know. I've never called a prostitute. But I'm guessing when you find their back page ad or whatever they use now, back page, Facebook, uh, Craigslist. Reddit. Somebody told Reddit. me it was Reddit. I think law enforcement said Reddit. They Reddit. Pretty popular. You know, whatever you're using. Apparently, uh, there's a lot of this going on on Instagram, too. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, and whatnot. So there's some like uh, Pizzagate-type hashtags mm-hmm. for ch- uh, sex trafficking or whatever. But overwhelming majority of this is people who have made some bad decisions in life yeah and we're trying to wrap our arms around everybody now you know i think the left does it with with addicts you know anybody mm-hmm. that has a drug problem they try to wrap their arms around like oh it's a mental illness da, 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 da. and the right is now doing it with sex trafficking oh no 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 you're not a prostitute you've been trafficked you would have never done this if, it, if you hadn't been nudged into it mm-hmm. and uh that's well, my I, thoughts I think on it that's what we No, i agree with you 100 clay like and taking the children out of what i'm gonna say because obviously we should just tear those people up and just people that are doing that but um it just kind of goes into a central theme of we we've never been successful throughout human history legislating against things that people want and what i mean by that morality. is morality like like the uh like when during prohibition i mean it just got worse right the war on drugs is a war that we lost i don't know what they call it the war on drugs we lost that a long time ago it's not it's not the war it's a you know it's i don't know what it is it's, 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 a, it? it's a drug enforcement industrial <laughs> complex yep exactly we lost that war and um, prostitution is something that people want. Adult problem. I'm not talking about kids, obviously. Sure. You're not going to stop that. You're, you're not going to stop. Gambling is another thing. I mean, these are things that people, vices, people are going to go find. This is not like, you know, uh, let's stop you know, liquor store robberies or something like that. It's not that kind of a auto theft. So let's crack down on house burglaries. Like, we're talking about, like, things people want. They want prostitution to gambling, liquor, drugs. I mean, these are things that we've just never been successful at stopping those things. Yeah, look, and and you and I both have friends that go and they, they're they're kind of a, um, missionaries do kind of like you know domestic missionary work where they go and they try to rescue people out of prostitution, and all that stuff. And, and it's great work. It, it is. I'm not. It sounds weird. It sounds like I'm knocking this stuff. Yeah, we're, I'm yeah, not. we're not. I'm just saying. Let's be more honest about what it really is. Correct. Like what the difference between child trafficking and. And like I said earlier before the break, Sal- Sally on the corner, High Street, hooking. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, because she was a drug addict or whatever. And, you know, that could have been a result of her being trafficked. I don't know what the thing was, but I mean, there's adult people out there that, like you said, like call their cell phones and, like, they come over and they, I think yeah. they rent rooms at local hotels and you meet up there. I mean, it's all I mean, these things. Drive down Highway 80 and see what's walking around down there. Oh, man, like the old Terry Moore. I don't know if that's still there. Yeah, by the hour, the Mustang Motel. I mean, they and- used to just, yeah, they were like, that was constant. So let's, uh, let's take a call real quick before we go to the break. Hey, sorry for leaving you on hold, you're on there. You're good, you're good. I was just remembering, y'all talking about 
80 highway over there back in the day. <laughs> when they used to be all up and down there, there was a fly house we used to have to go to over there. And I, if I had somebody drunk, I would always mess with them. I'd pull up there and, hey, you need a date. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, 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 you're just joking, but you're going to get arrested for soliciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could tell them we was looking for direction, but they was, we was over on one day talking about that. And they was a good-looking woman up there. And I said, I told dude, I said, man, that's a cop. And sure enough, that night on the news, they was down there busting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, y'all talking about conspiracy. Have y'all know about Pizzagate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, with the, the I forgot the name, that dude's name from Co- uh, Lincoln Co- Park. Cosmos Pizza, I think is what the it's called. The one in D.C. Yeah. yeah. You, but, you know, the, the lead singer from Lincoln Park, you know, he said he killed himself. Actually, he had went over to Epstein Island. And he didn't agree with that. And then it come back on Carnell. If you go, they had some stuff on YouTube. It's real interesting. Make you think that because that wasn't suicide. That's interesting. I, I never heard about Chester Bennington uh, being involved they in had, any of they that. They had got invited over there because everybody was going. And when they went over there, Comet they saw what was Comet. going on with the young children and blow the gasket and was going to come out and report like the girl from, I forgot her name. She moved the one out in California was fixing to reveal stuff that got killed and they showed her you know she had the car wreck i forgot her name but you, they showed the helicopter and she come up off the gurney the, uh, oh yeah 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 oh. I, I, that was a few weeks a uh, couple of, last year i remember that yeah. last yeah. year she was fixing to come on and tell that was some a, child stuff that was going on it was an actress yeah that's right right i forgot her name she was in that movie with henry uh, that got trapped on the island i, I wasn't blank mind but they go if you can find and read on Anne that Hage. stuff it will Anne blow Hage. your mind that was it and yeah Hage. yes yes that's it that's, that's it because you know and they showed a, a video of her she's supposed to be dead and she comes up off the gurney trying to run that's right that's right man and that was because they had the helicopter flying above because right. it was, it was a celebrity's was house a, yeah yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. she was fixing to kill on some of the child stuff that was going on so that, yes there's something there's it's something out there because that's they do that in other countries yeah. hey chris i gotta that's, take my break brother man right, i appreciate, man, I appreciate you. it uh-huh. Gentlemen, y'all have a good one you yeah, too thanks. bye we'll be right back with sean york Quran on the clay edward show All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment will be brought to you by our friends over at Take a Break Deliveries. It's 8 o'clock. That means they're serving breakfast. They're delivering breakfast in Rankin and Madison County. So get out there and order you some breakfast from Take a Break Deliveries. And go to the website, takeabreakdeliveries.com, or download the app from your app store of choice. That's Take a Break Deliveries. They're delivering food. They're delivering. Well, they're delivering breakfast, lunch, dinner. They also deliver beer and liquor uh, if you so desire. Uh, just uh, where applicable based on where you live. So check that out. They'll let you know if they have it in your area or not. Their website is takeabreakdeliveries.com. If you're a first time customer, use the promo code all caps Clay six zero one. Get five dollars off your delivery fee. If you are a returning customer, you've already got the promo code. They send out one every day on the app. Or you can go to their social media and get it off of there on Instagram or Facebook. Just search Take a Break Deliveries. They're locally owned. They're veteran owned. And uh, you will not be disappointed with Take a Break Deliveries. Uh, Lunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, beer, liquor. They got it all. All right, Sean. Uh, Interesting uh, segment there, man. Enjoyed that. I really did. I think we're on the – I think most people realistically are on the same page. Yeah. With that, they look at it through a – you know, through a non-biased lens, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, maybe they're right. You yeah. know, like I say, like I was, I was saying right as we were coming on the air, I said, you know, the like I said, the left likes to wrap its arm around addiction and call it a mental health thing. Mm-hmm. 
the right is, seems to be wrapping their arms around uh, prostitution and calling it uh, human trafficking. And, mm-hmm. and both are fine because sure. they're both wanted to be, the intentions are good. Right, on noble both. goals. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are, they're trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're trying to dull the edge a little bit by, by, by tweaking the. Yeah, tweaking the 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 definitions or the, the the titles for these these problems. Isn't it kind of funny that we now our politics have reached this toxic level where we attack people for trying to help people? It, it, like it's, it's like, like we're just attacking like don't don't stop the trafficking or they're not all addicts. Like okay, like everybody's trying to help somebody. But that's yeah. their agenda to help this person. They're trying to help this person. Guilty as charged. You know, oh, I've been guilty too. I'm not guilty as charged. T- yeah. You know, I it just you get it. We get into our culture wars, and we get into our 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 foxholes, and you mm-hmm. know, we get tunnel vision. Oh man, I dude, I've said a million times, like when evangelicals get involved in anything, I'm like, all right, where's the money trail? You know, like I've said yeah. that a million times, which is not fair because it's not true. Like they, there's so many things that they do that are, that are positive and good, but I think we just get, you know, like you said, you just get in that tunnel vision thing. You know, I've jokingly picked it, uh, picked it up. Uh, what's the big church out there on 25? Um, Word of Life? Or? No, the one a little further down. Oh, Pine Lake? Pine, Pine Lake. Oh, yeah. And you know, I've, I've always called it Six Flags, Flags over Jesus. Flags over too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, but I'm going to tell you what. When uh, when the Jackson was flooding a while back, mm-hmm. and we put out a thing that we were uh, with guns and gear, we were going to help, we were going to get this, we were going to do that, they were the first uh, church to reach out, mm-hmm. frankly the only one, to reach out and say, what can we do? How can we help? Boots on ground. And they were, and they yeah. did it, man. And I tell you, again, uh, I, I, I always just jokingly call them six flags over Jesus, man. Get your Jesus on wherever you want to, as sure. long as you're there for the right reasons, by all means. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like even the mega churches that, you know, clearly make a lot of money or generate a lot of money, yeah. um, they, they, they give back. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. I mean, you know, there's so many church groups that do such wonderful things in the community that we all, I, mean, I think it's, we just get stuck to the, what, the media shows us like the bad apples. Like you hear about Joel Osteen, like there's a what eight hundred thousand bucks in the in his bathroom wall. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're like, okay, this seems a little messed up. Yeah. You know, so it's like those things that get because those are the things that get overblown. But you don't hear about that, like you just talked about what they do, the church does during the flood mm-hmm. or something like that. You just hear about Joel Osteen and the eight hundred thousand bucks in his wall and his church turning away flood victims. Oh, I forgot about that one too. Sure, yeah, yeah or I mean, the hurricane, the hurricane. Wasn't yeah, it? Uh, I mean, and, and I'll say this: I mean, little, just to be fully transparent, I, I went and saw Joel Osteen when he came to the Jackson Coliseum about ten years ago, mm-hmm. and man, I mean his. His whole thing, it was very moving. It was, I think it was the Why Not You book was coming out, Why Not Me or whatever. And I, I, I bought the book and it, it helped me progress throughout my career. It was like, you know, started asking, Why Not Me? If, that, if this guy can do it, why can't I? You know, I'm getting, but to me, there's a difference in, and I'll end this on the Joel Osteen thing. There's a difference in motivational speaker mm-hmm. and preacher. Oh, I, Clay, it's so and, funny. Like, that's how I kind of got into, we, I didn't find religion, I guess, until later in life. And that Joel Osteen, I would watch him on TV on Sundays. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy really uplifts me. You know, mm-hmm. and like, and that was my kind of my first real, real exposure to it all. And prosperity then, preaching. Prosperity preaching is the yeah. problem, though. That, that, yeah, they don't, that's the, he, he's, he's a, he's like Tony Robbins to me now. Yeah. Like, that's why I kind of look at him. Yeah. I, I don't go to Joel Osteen from my, from my Jesus. No. I, but, I, but he, but if you want to feel better about yourself and, you know, feel like, why not me? Man, if you can take your take your uh, thoughts, uh, your negativity, negative thoughts out of Joel Osteen, negative opinion of Joel Osteen out from that side, he's really good at what he does. Yeah, he's he's motivational. He's yeah. he's, he's a happy guy. He's like God wants you to be rich. But he's you a, know, you're like, but he's a bit of a caricature of himself. Yeah, absolutely. You know? right. But his story is interesting. Look, I'm all about the American dream, 
And and Joel Osteen is is the American dream. Yeah, he's. I mean, just be honest. I mean, he kind of inherited this church and from his dad, and they took it and they own the former Compact Center in Houston now, mm-hmm. where the Rockets played. I think that's huge, man. Yeah, you know, going from a church to I mean, obviously it was already a bit of a mega church. I assume you don't just mm-hmm. go from small building to twenty thousand seat arena. You know, there's there's some in between there. Yeah, it wasn't like a country church in like Dennis, say Denison, Texas, or something, yeah. and then turned into this. Yeah, that's but, true. But yeah, man, I I, I, I think uh, to our point, I, I like this conversation about what sex trafficking is, what sex trafficking isn't, sex trafficking isn't, um, and 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 the Sound of Freedom movie. I think the left attacks it, and we've talked about this. The left attacks it because it was marketed towards the right. Sure, and the 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 right has has clenched onto it and said, "See, this is going on. Everybody in Hollywood is screwing kids and drinking adrenochrome and all this stuff." And I look, I, I, I'm a bit of a right wing nut job. I do believe in the adrenochrome stuff and all that. I mean, I do believe that's going on. There's because there's some weird stuff going on out there, and so many of these conspiracy theories seem to get proven right over time. How about the, the 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 that chemical they're putting in the water to turn frogs gay? You even have mainstream things talking. Alex Jones. It was a joke with Alex Jones forever. I thought that was they're, just a joke. They're right? turning it's, the frogs gay. Yeah, is that a joke? That <laughs> no. There's a chemical they're putting in. They're putting in the water that's turning the frogs gay. And RFK was doing an interview with uh, with your guy. Uh, uh, who'd you just send me the the clip of? Bill Maher. Maher. Bill Maher. Oh, he was. I've got it. I'm pulling it up now. He was in an interview with Maher, and it got brought up on Bill Maher. Did I, actually, I missed that one? Yeah, okay. I, I'm getting to my Twitter as fast as I can here because I want to play it before we get off the air. Because Alex Jones was trending yesterday, I was like, "Why is Alex Jones trending?" I'm was always this Bill curious. Maher on Friday or something because I guess I didn't. didn't so yeah, also it. RFK was on Bill Maher. Where did I say it to my bookmarks? Y'all bear with me. I, I know this is wildly entertaining radio when I do this. I was thinking about, you know, this go. is off topic, but I was thinking about a text exchange we had the other night. I was talking to a friend of mine, and I texted you what we were saying is uh, about MySpace cancel culture. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I wanted to hit Britney Spears and yeah, free Britney, Britney Spears. stuff today, but we're not going to have time. Also, yeah. uh, being fit is, in fact, a right-wing uh, thing. This is a little video okay. uh, talking about, it's about 30 seconds long, talking about the chemical that turns frogs gay. Um, there's atrazine throughout our water supply. If you, in a lab, put atrazine in, in a, a tank full of frogs, it will feminize uh, every frog in there. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. And 10% of the male frogs will turn into fully viable females able to produce viable eggs. If it's doing that to frogs, there's a lot of other evidence that it's doing it to human beings as well. So I was saying, I'm sorry, I didn't realize the background music was so loud in that. Yeah. But it's just saying that atrazine turns the frogs gay and actually turns them into full feminine species. And you have Alex Jones here in the background going, huh, just freaking out because he's, uh, he's been saying this forever. And now here's RFK saying it. All right, let's take a break real quick. Don't drink the water. You might turn gay. Especially Jackson water. We got to the big salad in Flowood today. They're available on take-a-break deliveries as well. Uh, get to check out one of their salads, sandwiches, subs, smoothies, and more. They're located right there in Dogwood, in Flowood. That's the big salad. You can say their menu. If you want it delivered, 
go to takeabreakdeliveries.com and search the big salad. If you want to place a pickup order or you want to go dine in in person, you want to see what they got, go to thebigsalad.com and you can see all of that information there. Again, delivery available on Take a Break Deliveries. Uh, I want to thank Sean Yorkman for coming in today. Sean, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Fun yes. show. Yep, fun show today. Podcast will be available here shortly. I'm not going to clip this one up into segments, so you'll have to listen to the whole thing today. It'll be one full-length podcast. Sean and I, I'll be back tomorrow. Sean will be back with me Friday. See you guys then. Great conversation today. Follow me on Twitter at Save Jackson. Follow me on Facebook at Clay Edwards. See you all tomorrow. Peace. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.